This episode is brought to you in part by our Patreon members. For as little as $1 a month, you can gain access to exclusive content and support the Geek Therapy Network by becoming a member at patreon.com slash geektherapy. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. My name is Josue Cardona, and I am joined by Alima too. Greetings. Lara Taylor. Hey. And Lauren Keller. Live long and prosper. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> I know, Lauren. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Jose? Well, today is our season finale, season three finale, and we are Woo. going to talk about Star Trek. But first, community catch up. Community catch up. Every time he says that, it sounds like ketchup. Like you know, the thank condiment. you. I've been doing it that way this whole time <laughs> to see if anyone would notice. <laughs> I did every time. Thank you, Lara. Thank you. It only took a whole season to do it, but I appreciate it. I try to move past whatever it is that you're saying. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. Anyway, community catch-up. Community catch-up. On the network side, we have a new episode of Goblin Lore titled Cultural Risks of Rabia, and it's about race, culture, and appropriation in Magic the Gathering. It is very, very interesting about this world that they built in the game about 20 years ago and how it was pretty messed up <laughs> it was like oh. based on arabia and it was just like stereotypes and very interesting hmm. uh and then jedi council has an episode on a star is born that is that is a fantastic movie there's a lot of mental health stuff in there so they're they're uh, covering all of that and then this is a weird one but since the last time the four of us recorded uh there's two bonus episodes of gt radio and i went crazy <laughs> yeah yeah so uh one bonus episode on elseworlds which is a crossover on uh, CW Arrowverse, but basically we just, you know, talk about how much we love Batwoman. (laughs) (laughs) And Ruby Rose. And Ruby Rose. And then we did a bonus episode on Aquaman, which we saw before it uh, had a wide release. And you can hear me make comparisons, like how much it reminds me of The Legends of Zelda and Power Rangers. And Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, So we have a, a couple... Big announcements. One is that the network website. So I built a brand new website for the network to showcase everything that's going on in the network. I wanted to have it done a long time ago, but it's finally ready in kind of version one. So there is information and links about every single project on the network. And you can split them up by categories and see everything that's going on. And and that's live now. And then uh, hopefully soon, those areas where each show is represented and every blog is represented presented will actually have content. But for now, it's just information. Everybody gets to to shine on there. So you can find that at network.geektherapy.com. Now, another announcement. The results are in for GT Movie Night. Oh, oh my gosh. So, oh so, my gosh. So uh, GT I'm Movie so Night was, was Ali's idea. Um, this is the, the last episode that we're going to do for the season, but we're going to have one bonus episode where we're going to do a commentary on a movie we asked on social media and the Discord. And it was, um, it was a little surprising, but two-thirds of the votes... Are for wait 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 two wait. thirds of the votes two thirds it's it's gonna be it's, wait. it's a super majority it's a it's it's gonna be it's gonna be Scott Pilgrim it's absolutely Scott Pilgrim yeah <laughs> Ow. Ow. guys this we've been discussing this dilemma on Discord I've never seen Scott Pilgrim Woo. what what, are, what am I gonna do am I gonna watch it before no or no okay no, so my first time your, watching it yes okay. Yes. Because okay, I have read the graphic novels. Oh, nice. This and is... I love the soundtrack. 
I, but I have I, not seen the movie. You've basically seen the movie. <laughs> it's, it exists in your mind right now. I can't wait, Lara. I can't yeah. wait to hear okay. your reactions. Awesome. This is going to be great. Okay, oh. so the decision's been made. I'm not Ooh. watching it till What we came watch in it. second place? That's right. Uh, my preferred choice, Star Wars Episode, <laughs> episode one, 1, Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. Yeah. Yep. No Bur- love for, for Lion King. <laughs> oh, no. That's yeah. sad, because it's the best movie. <laughs> it's the best one. And every, I, get, I think everyone's just waiting for the live action. I think that's a, that's yeah. a good reason. Yeah. They're like, well, we would rather have the Geek Therapy movie night when the live action one comes out. I think mm-hmm. I mentioned karaoke last time, and they were like, nope, we don't want that. <laughs> oh. We don't need Josue and uh, Ali singing. Oh, know. but karaoke could be fun. But could now they're going to hear our versions of the songs in Scott Pilgrim. So maybe, maybe. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, you got a lot to say about that movie. All right, and now uh, some sad news to finish with announcements. Um, the first one is that uh, this week was Lauren's birthday, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's not a good it's not a good birthday. It's one of those numbers that's like now she's joined us yeah. in the over thirty club. So I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry, Lauren. Um, but we're here for you. The whole community is here for you. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Man. Yeah. Welcome to my dirty thirties. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Poor thing. Oh, man. You're expected to know everything. Oh, that's good. I already do. And be able to do everything yourself. Yep. Got that. Check. Okay, good. <laughs> but by the time you get to, it might be dirty right now, but when you get to your 35s and up, it's more just your tired and sleepy 30s. Oh, no. That's I'm really... already there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're ahead of the game. You're an early mm-hmm. bloomer. Oh, God. <laughs> the, the day you're closer to 40 than 30, you, you feel it, though. It's yeah. a, yep. It, yep. It's, it makes a difference. Yeah, it hits you. Mm-hmm. You yeah. slow down and your joints make funny sounds. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other sad news that we have is that uh, this is Ali's last episode on GT Radio. Technically, he'll still be on GT Movie Night, but this is the last episode. No. Uh, you're, you're, you're on next week, but I that's know. it. Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. a bonus episode. This is yeah, the last of the season. Count. Yeah, it's your last GT radio episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's it's a really big bummer. Um, when Josue, you invited me to join uh, GT. Well, it wasn't even called GT Radio then, but it was the Geek Therapy Podcast. I was like, um, yeah, I'm super excited. Although. I don't know if this is going to work because I got a brand new baby and I'm uh, I'm not sleeping too well nowadays. And Josue was like, let's just try it for like a month. Let's see how it goes. And I've had so much fun um, and I, I don't want it to see it come to an end. But it's also been very hard to maintain and I want to do it right and I want to do it with uh, with the time that the show needs and I don't think I can do that anymore but I am very honored to have spent the whole season with you guys um and folks and gals and everyone um I think we've done like over 50 episodes so it's been uh, it's mm-hmm. been pretty amazing yeah and uh, so I know I know it's a bummer so as a consolation Ali gets to do whatever he wants on this episode <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're talking about Star Trek <laughs> otherwise I don't know if this would happen 
And it's it's funny. I'm I feel like I'm getting my um I'm finally getting the things I asked for back in January. Like when I uh when we first joined the Slack channel, I was like, I'd love to start talk Star Trek with you guys. And also it'd be cool to do like a movie night. And so here we are, like a year later. So I'm super excited about You're this. You're leaving, so. let's do everything you want. <laughs> yeah, let's do all the things. So I feel like this is a um the holidays have come early for me because we get to spend this whole time talking about my favorite thing ever. So thank you guys. Yep. So on that note, it's it's your time. Take it away. So I thought this is actually a really great time to talk about Star Trek. We are on the precipice of something happening next year that has not happened since the 1990s. Multiple Star Trek shows are going into production at the same time. Star Trek Discovery Season 2 is coming out. The Captain Picard TV show is uh, going to go into production. There's a Star Trek animated TV show coming out. And maybe we might get some news on the next Star Trek movie. So this is a, a interesting time for Star Trek. So I actually wanted to just kind of ask you all... What does Star Trek mean to you? And it might mean a lot. It might mean very little. But I'd like to hear from all of you. What, what does Star Trek mean to you, to you all? Laura and I had pri- had talked about like in unison, just saying nothing. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and then you not see, gonna lie, we did. And then <laughs> and then Ollie would cry. You would yeah. see a single tear going yeah, down yeah. my face. We talked about being uh, nice to you today. <laughs> wait, wait, what Star Trek? Oh I don't, what? Oh my god! This is why I'm leaving the show, everyone. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> I can't uh, stand being around these people. They don't like Star Trek. <laughs> Josue, I know that's not the case because you were on a panel um, uh, about Star Trek at a Star Trek convention uh, with me, Um, so I know you're a fan. I've heard your story. Yeah, there are multiple episodes of this podcast of Psych Tech and even headshots of you and I talking about Star Trek. <laughs> oh, that's right. In one way or another. <laughs> We've done this episode before, but but whatever, let's do it again. Yeah, that was during the 50th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, that whole panel is on this on this uh, podcast. Yeah, it's true. It's that. true. It's on the feed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, actually, yeah. let me turn let me turn to Laura then. Laura, I want to put you on the spot. All I've right. never talk to you about Star Trek before um, what your exposure is to this franchise. That's not I true. We talked about it before. We have talked about that, Ali. <laughs> like, on the show? On the show, only a little bit. It wasn't a focus of an episode or anything, but I did mention um, my favorite is Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah. Um, and then my next favorite is Next Generation mm-hmm. and then Voyager. Oh, um, yes. and, th- and I watched a little bit of Enterprise, but that's I, I stopped after like the first season, and mostly what I remember about my love for Star Trek is that it was something that my family got together and watched. Like usually, we didn't have the TV on during dinner when I was younger. When I was older, we started having the TV on all the time, but we would watch Star Trek every week religiously mm. as a family, and that was really cool. Getting to see space exploration, and I think. I don't know exactly what it is about Deep Space Nine that I like so much. I think it's just Jadzia Dax, and then everything <laughs> after her. Everything after her, I was like, forget whatever. But Dax is the best, um, and I wanted to be her, and I wanted to like draw dots on my face and my arm. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. I wanted to do that as a kid, but I, I yeah, I do like Star Trek. It's just not. 
at the top of my fandom list, but it's always there because it's always been there. Yeah, that's really cool. So family, it's about family mm-hmm. to you and your family. And there's also a character who's probably one of the oldest and most badass and most unique characters in sci-fi, Dax. She um, has a symbiont that lives inside of her that brings mm-hmm. the memories from past hosts into the present host and continues after Jadzia Dax as well. And she's a she's a warrior. She's a pilot. She's a commander. She's a lover. She's a, she's scientist. a friend. She's a scientist. Yeah. You got to An see old some... man, a young woman. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Such was, a cool character. It, that and uh, Kira were my favorite characters on that show. Oh. And I think it's strong women. Yeah. And I think they were important in forming my opinions. That show was on, what, like middle school, high school? Cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's a that's an important time to see some strong women that can hold their own with the men. Yeah. Uh, do you still watch it or have you seen anything after um, Enterprise? Have you seen the new movies? Have you seen Star Trek Discovery? I've watched the new movies. I really liked them. I also did not watch the original series. Mm. So I have a different opinion than a lot of people who are like, it's it's messing with the continuity and everything. And I liked those movies. I've not watched Discovery because I did not want to pay CBS yeah. for for uh, one show. I wish they would have put it on TV. I'm mad at them about that. But yeah, I definitely have enjoyed everything that, I, that I've watched of Star Trek, except for maybe... Uh, some of Enterprise. It had yeah. its it had its moments, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I I like I like Star Trek. Lauren, what about you? Uh, we've talked a little bit about Star Trek uh, on and off the air, uh, mostly on our Slack channel. Um, what's your uh, what What does Star Trek mean to you? So um, I've never been super into it, but it's always been around some of my earliest memories um i remember my parents watching the next generation in fact i have an extremely vivid memory of me excitedly calling to my mom from my bedroom and getting her to come into the room and then uh, very dramatically turning around to face her and and i had a, a plastic headband um, sitting on my nose in front of my eyes. So I'm like, look, mom, I'm uh, what, Jordy? I'm like, I'm Jordy, yeah. it's me. Uh, like that, that is very vivid in my memory. Um, I did the same thing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's classic. Uh, and then I, I watched um, Discovery, which I, I totally loved. And I watched the, um, the new short treks that they've put out uh, in the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. That's really cool. And I started watching... Um, the original series, which I am still uh, very slowly working my way through, but it's pretty fun and and I enjoy it. I like seeing it from the perspective of recognizing like how important it has been across fifty years and how impactful it's been on, on sci-fi as a genre. It's it's a uh, it's really cool. Uh, so another theme of fam- family coming up. Here. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like my family, but it is, it is a, a nice memory from my youth. <laughs> <laughs> and Lauren, you were live tweeting your um, viewing of the original series yeah. too. What was the hashtag? I was using, using um, hashtag my first trek. 
Right. Yeah. And you had some really great comments. Um, we had a lot of fun uh, talking about some of those original series episodes and some of the very blatant sexism. Yes. <laughs> that, is, yes. Uh, that is a theme there. So that's that's something definitely we should talk uh, a little bit more about. My friend Josue, um, what about you, sir? For me, it's very much about family. My my earliest memories of Star Trek are me watching, and that was the show that my family watched, uh, Next Generation, when I was a kid. And I don't, I don't know if that's like what got me into sci-fi, what made me love sci-fi. Maybe, but it was definitely something that I thought about all the time. We we've talked in the past about how uh, I used to play with pencils and pens on the table, yes. and those were my starships. And yes. I would I, I would uh, they were like mechanical pencils, and so I would release the eraser, and those were the shuttles. And we would you know I would go uh, investigate a, a planet, and and that's how I spent uh, like a big chunk of elementary school and middle school, definitely part of high school, like just daydreaming about spaceships and stuff like that. And and a big part of that was uh, Star Trek. The older I get and the more sci-fi I watch, I I appreciate how unique um, Star Trek still is. Mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe my new favorite Star Trek series is The Orville. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, only, I'm only half joking about that because uh, I, Seth MacFarlane definitely loves Star Trek. And I don't know this for sure, but I feel like... He wanted to make a Star Trek show yeah, and nobody yeah. let him. Yeah. And so he said, I'm going to make a love letter to Star, to Star Trek and I'm going to make it current and I'm going to make it fun. And some of the ideas that are in that show are exactly what I would expect from a Star Trek series today. And it's it's really, really good. In my opinion, I love it because... It is. It, it really is Star Trek. Like it, it, it just. It just doesn't have the name. It's funny that the, you know the. I think the animated version is uh, a series that they're talking about is supposed to be a comedy, yeah. right? About people like working below decks. And I think that like I think the Orville may be a part of why that's happening. It's because mm. oh, like this can work. This can absolutely work. And I don't know. Star Trek is just. Part of me thinks that it's like the goody two shoes sci-fi to to an extent. It isn't as like I love the new movies because they are they they feel way bigger than the series uh, ever has. The mm-hmm. series is way more intimate, right? About the crew, and I I do love the big battles and the things like that too. But it's still it's good stuff. Like you know, uh, there have been times when when it is. I mean, it's such a long running show, right? It has such a such a huge history. It's it's great that we have Star Trek and then we continue to have Star Trek. I, w- I would have loved to have been friends with, with you all when we were kids. Um, cause there's so many similarities we all have here. I discovered Star Trek quite by accident. So I had seen Star Wars before when I was a kid and I really liked it, but it also very much scared me. Um, the whole idea of living in this universe where people shoot lightning out of their hands, everyone's losing a limb. Um, there's very <laughs> unsafe railings and platforms in that universe. <laughs> like it was, it was quite a scary place for me. And as a small, anxious kid, I was uh, not excited about living in that universe. But then my brother took me to go see a double feature one day and it was the Adams family and Star Trek six, the undiscovered country and the Adams family is like, whatever it was okay. But then when, um, Star Trek started, I was, I was hooked and it, I think it had more to do with the space battles, but there was also this idea of Star Trek is us in the future and we've improved and we've, um, become better 
And that really resonated with me. And that's sort of the idea that you're talking about, Josue, the, the goody two shoes, the this um, um, optimistic sci-fi and what makes it different. I um, regret saying goody two shoes. Uh, <laughs> I do. But, uh, but yeah, that that's something that, uh, again, even thinking about it more and more now, it's I find it less relatable now. Because like when I think about the future, I can't envision any, maybe I could when I was younger, but now I can't envision a Star Trek future. Not just because of the optimism, just like even the technology and the way everything looks and the way everything mm-hmm. uh, moves. Like there's other um, sci-fi that I watch and I'm like, oh, that that feels like our future. But that's that's a whole other conversation. But some of the technology in Star Trek we have now, like I remember being a kid thinking, when are we going to be able to read all these books on just this little tablet thing? Yeah. And now yeah. we have that. We have pads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Some of this, uh, some of the tech you watch in those old episodes, you're like, oh my gosh, that communicator looks so much less useful than my phone <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my beeper. <laughs> but there is, there is this. Uh, I, I totally get what you're talking about, Josue. The the unrelatability of Star Trek is its aspirational focus. It's it's so much about how um, we could be and how much we can be better than ourselves. So I, I wanted to ask you all a little bit about that because it is. It is so different and so optimistic, and especially if we look at um, shows like The Next Generation, which are so much about Captain Picard shepherding around these ambassadors and doing good, Um, and Deep Space Nine is so much about how do you stay good in the darkest of times. Like This this show is about um, staying true to your ideals. So what is it that you all think is so different about Star Trek? Why has it lasted for over 50 years? And why does why do we keep coming back to this franchise? Lauren, as someone who is um, watching the oldest Star Trek while also um, a fan of the newest Star Trek, what, what do you see? What do you see there that resonates with people that means so much? Like, why does this media matter? I think that there's a bunch of different reasons, as many seasons as there are even. Um, (laughs) um, I think a big part of that is because of its focus on, on more positive things, on the idea that we are capable of great acts and capable of maintaining, uh, good systems that benefit the people is is something that we desperately need as a a story that we tell each other and it pairs so well with you know other sci-fi stories that are uh, or horror stories that are more focused on on you know the the black mirror side all of the dark the darkness that is associated with new technology and being able to do things that you know before you didn't think was possible and how scary that can be it's really important to have the other side of that to have the the positive like yes technology is terrifying but also look at all the cool good things we could do things that are possible for us because we can imagine them and and that's why we need those kinds of stories so we have a good a, a good starting place to have those imaginations Outside of Star Trek, have you seen that elsewhere in other forms of uh, of genres? These like optimistic, here's what we can become stories. The whole time Lauren was talking, I was thinking of Star Trek and Star Wars as the Superman and Batman mm. 
of mm-hmm. sci-fi. How Superman is very like Boy Scoutish and very, I will only do these good things, and I, I am the, <laughs> I am the hero. I am, I'm a good person, and all this. And Batman is very dark and brooding, and he does good things. But he's also got that dark side. <laughs> and he, he borders on crazy at times. Like, it's it's very, like, Star Wars, very scary, dark, but there's an ultimate, like, good redemption story there. And, and Star Trek is very light and bright and shiny. And there's some darkness there, but it always switches back to the the positive side of things and the, and the cool things we can do. I mean, I really just want to hang out in a holodeck. Like, <laughs> I want a holodeck. <laughs> VR, we're getting there, but it's not quite there. Close. You know, <laughs> that's that's a great point you made, Laura. I do I do think that Star Trek and Star Wars, um, you can't really talk about one of them without at least mentioning the other because I do think mm-hmm. that they part of the reason that they're both so wildly popular even decades later is because they support each other that way. They both tell stories of our future, of what we could mm-hmm. achieve and and the failures we could we could do <laughs> and cause mm-hmm. and and the wild plans that we try and come up with to avoid killing ourselves and stuff like that (laughs) is like the these stories um reflect off of each other very well as being representative of 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 us of how how our real lives are even if we don't have um holodecks and universal translators and lightsabers yeah (laughs) yeah There's a, a really cool documentary, if you all haven't seen it, um, it's something you should check out. It was on Netflix for a while, it might still be on there, uh, Trek Nation. So this is a documentary featuring Rod Roddenberry, the son of Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, and it's his journey trying to understand Star Trek and what it is and what it means to so many people, because growing up, he didn't really have that connection with Star Trek that um, you might assume that he had. And in it, he actually interviews George Lucas. And they have this conversation. And they talk about how much they both respected each other's work, how much George Lucas likes Star Trek, and how much Gene Roddenberry loves Star Wars, and um, how they both so much loved each other's work before they became the people who couldn't love each other's work because that's like what the public wanted to see and stuff. They wanted to see a bit more division between the two. But um, they definitely, I see them kind of as a yin and yang of the sci-fi genre. Um, Especially now with Abrams having done both Star Trek and Star Wars movies. I know. There's there's a... um, I think a cool symmetry there where uh, Star Trek was on air for a season. It was going to be canceled. Fans brought it back. It was going to be canceled again. Fans brought it back for a third season. And then it was finally doomed and canceled. But then put into syndication. And then um, it just like ratings were were bonanzas. Uh, But then um, Star Wars comes out. And it's a huge success. And then Paramount Pictures says, hey, do we have anything like that that we can put a movie out? And that's how Star Trek came back to um, 
it was reborn and Star Trek the Motion Picture came out. So Star Star Trek really has Star Wars to thank. And then you flash forward when it was when Disney bought um, Lucasfilm and they wanted to bring Star Wars back to the big screen. They brought in J.J. Abrams, who really learned and perfected how to make a science fiction film by making Star Trek. So I think there's a cool little symmetry there where these two franchises owe so much to each other. One of my favorite things about hearing George Lucas talk about Star Wars is when he says uh, Star Wars is for children. It is a fantasy story. And when I if I'm comparing Star Trek and Star Wars with that in mind, Star Trek feels like a show for adults. It feels very thought out. It's a diplomatic mission, right? right? It's mm-hmm. it's um, it's the adult fantasy where you can solve your problems <laughs> with words, <laughs> right, right, right? Sitting around a table and like hashing it out, yeah, at a conference yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, like really, really thought out, right? Like not the Death Star, right? Like it's a huge planet that has a huge laser and it blows up planets. Whoa, like that's not that's not uh, like I don't think that's what Star Trek is and. I don't know. Star Trek is also very much a, a procedural, right? So as much mm-hmm. as we talk about what it means and what it's trying to represent in the future, I think that most casual fans don't probably don't think about that. And they think about individual stories and the fact that the world building has been has been great. That's my answer. Why I think it's continued to live on is because they, they've built this world uh, kind of a canvas that you can have all of these different stories in and you can have all of these different races and you can have all of these situations and uh, mix the pieces around and talk about things that are happening on Earth in the present. But in the context of all of the, you know, this this huge universe that you've built out and that's interesting. So so to me, I think and, and every show did it a little bit differently, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. but I think in the end, I mean, I think that uh, having Discovery be a a continuous story throughout each, uh, you know, throughout the entire season or technically two, right? It's like two stories. Um, it's kind of split in half, but is very different from all the other shows where there was really mm-hmm. it was really like a procedural, right? I don't I don't know if people called it that uh, back in the day, but it was you know or like was, a monster of the week kind of yeah right. kind of yeah, thing yeah yeah when the monster was you know maybe racism or you yeah. know poverty or something like that <laughs> right again right. things that adults think is fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, one of the things I love about Star Trek, though. It's in syndication and. If it's on TV, I can pop on pop on an episode yeah. and watch it and not have to be immersed exactly. in it. Whereas Star Star Wars, you watch all the movie. You have to watch all the movies, otherwise you don't know what the heck is going on. Especially now. Yeah, yeah. Like I started watching Babylon Five recently. Oh yeah, I'm I'm loving it. But uh, that story, it's like it's a it's like a political saga. It yeah. is this huge, um, it is much more of a, of a like space opera type story within like the context of the type of stories that uh, Star Trek has. So, so I don't know. I think, I think Star Trek, um, again, I think it's that it, it presents us with a world that we can visit and just, again, I, I've called it a canvas many times before and we could just do tons of stuff uh, there with these cool gadgets and these cool things. And we can tell all kinds of stories. And I'm curious about all of these um, new versions. Yeah. I have, I have some ideas. I would love to see certain things from the Picard show. Uh, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so excited for that show. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know, like, like the Discovery is very much, feels a lot more like the, the Abrams movies, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it almost should have been in that, I think it should have been in that timeline. Yeah. Because um, it, it fits better. But 
but I think there's room for all of that, right? Like there's still that world and now I'm having these adventures in there and that's cool. But I also want those those episodes that'll make me think. And I think like any good sci-fi, it, it makes you think. And it's always been good at that. I'll say that the I really love Star Trek uh, Discovery. I love the diversity in front of the camera, behind the camera. I love the look of the show. Um, the look of the ships, the USS Discovery has so grown on me. I, I love the reinvention of the Klingons. With the first season, I did feel like some of the social commentary was a little bit missing. Um, and the Orville has it in every single episode. <laughs> right, which, which is, yeah. I've only seen the first episode of the Orville, but you've been mentioning that to me every single week. You're like, Ali, are you watching the Orville yet? There's a lot of good social commentary here. You need to watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I do need to watch it. Which is something I've talked to um, Woody Harris, who does uh, Rolling for Change on the network, and we were watching both, both of us. And it's like, yeah, what, what we felt was missing from Discovery, we got it from the Orville. <laughs> and, and it's so funny because like, it, it's satisfying because I have... I guess both type of Star Treks that I want, right? Like mm-hmm. I want the movie mm-hmm. type. I love the movies. And I- I'm glad that we have a series that has that. But I also have all the social commentary and those set pieces. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a good time to be a Trek fan. And, and this is where I give Star Trek so much latitude because if you look at the history, uh, the first season of every Star Trek show, except for the original series, has usually been pretty bad or at least inconsistent in its storytelling. So they're figuring themselves out, but I, I have a lot of faith in, in the second season. Uh, but Josue, you're right. This is such an interesting time when we're going to have three very different Star Trek shows on um, on air at the same time. The animated, the Picard, the Discovery. In the past, Star Trek had three different shows on, or, well, they had two shows on at the same time. In one year, they kind of launched another one, so there's kind of three at once. But Star Trek had this very shared universe where they had characters and ships and storylines from the next generation. You had the Maquis, and they were in Deep Space Nine, and then Worf came from the next generation to DS9. And then Quark was in The Next Generation. And then Voyager took off from Deep Space Nine. And there was, you know, a lot of cool stuff happening there. Now we're going to have these very different eras, very different visions of what Star Trek can be. And this is where there's been, there's been, we have to talk about the Star Trek community too. Because Star Trek was the fandom culture and Star Trek conventions that we now, we now call cons, we call conventions cons, but Star Trek conventions is kind of where some of that stuff started. That's what I've heard. The original geek conventions were... Yep. Um, Comic-Con before Comic-Con. I think the only other fandom that is probably as old and the only other community that's at, as old um, in geekery is probably the Doctor Who fandom. So it's, you know, the, there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff that's come here. But I would hesitate to say that because in comics, you've had Superman since the 30s. But you didn't have the conventions, right, that we're talking no, about? And no. I, and I think, I think that's in part the, the whole adult and children thing. Like Doctor mm-hmm. Who is mm-hmm. a children's program. Children mm. weren't weren't having conventions, right? But but grown men were grown men were having meetings to argue with each other, right? About Star about Trek. About what happened in this specific episode. Yeah, because they're grown men arguing about a show that they that they care about. I think I think that has a lot to do with it. Well, and and I should say that some um, some of the biggest leadership in the early um, in the late '60s and early '70s for um, for Star Trek, they were all women. It was m- women who were organizing the letter 
letter writing campaign and organizing a lot of the early conventions and the the fanzines and all of that. I apologize. I assumed it was all angry male nerds. Yeah, and I think that part of that is like the the cultural ideas of what a Star Trek fan was changed sometime in the 80s because it was in the 60s Star Trek was so mainstream if you're young you're probably into Star Trek you really liked Captain Kirk or Spock um and that changed some somehow over the 80s maybe it was because of William Shatner's get a life um skit on Saturday Night Live I don't (laughs) know but um all of that shifted I don't know what happened there so um, I'm a little curious if any of you has a geek therapy experience that you've had with Star Trek, uh, a episode, an idea, a character, a moment that helped you in your life or something that you draw on or something that um, you go to uh, from the Star Trek universe. It could be a technology. It could be anything, anything from Star Trek that um, has been your geek therapy. Yeah, I became an engineer. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, okay, tell us that story. That seems like a big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like, it is, it is a formative piece of, of who I am, science fiction. And I can't remember anything that was earlier or more influential than Star Trek. And in part because there was just so much of it, right? There were so many, um, like, I'm a teenager and there's three, sh- three series going on at the same time. Like, I remember when Voyager came out and I tried to, I was hellbent on making Voyager my Star Trek mm. because it was mm-hmm. the first one that was starting from episode one when I was a fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I felt the same way. Yeah, I was like, no, no, like, I have no idea when, uh, you know, like, TNG started in the 90s. Like, how could you even watch the original series, right? It's not, like, it was, like, <laughs> there was no Netflix yeah. or Amazon. Or it wasn't any- on tape, you know? Yeah. Like, um, like, I was thinking about Star Wars, and the first time I saw Star Wars, like, my family was really poor, so, we like, we didn't go to the movies all the time. But when Columbia House hit, holy shit that I watch movies. <laughs> and my mom, I remember, bought the trilogy, the, the, the Star Wars trilogy, and bought the Star Trek movies. And that's how I started watching them and then watching them over and over again. But on TV, like hours and hours and hours of sci-fi content the the best looking sci-fi on tv that i at least that i can remember that was star trek right mm-hmm. so it was super influential and i mean i can't imagine that anything else was more influential in my decision to become an engineer to do like to to want to create technology and still be so into it you know like a huge part of my my geek identity is is the technology aspect and yeah, yeah. and and the science fiction aspect like science fiction is my favorite genre and if if star trek isn't responsible for that i have no idea what is sway <laughs> <laughs> i did not know that I, I i didn't i mean i know you love engineering and i know you love technology and i know you love star trek but i never put those things together that's so cool i'll be i'll be more specific so we talk about like how cool the tricorder is, right? It's like, oh, like this medical device, it's incredible. So when I was in high school, I was, uh, and I learned about the Human Genome Project, I was obsessed. Like I wrote letters to the government agency that was running the Human Genome Project and they sent me material and stuff. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to me, the Human Genome Project was Star Trek level futuristic mm. technology. And 
yeah, like it, that that stuff matters to me. I was a biomedical engineer. Like <laughs> that was like I wanted to um like when the X Prize started doing the tricorder prize, I was like, oh man, like I was <laughs> like the engineering part was kind of behind me at that point, but I was I was so jealous of the people participating and doing that because that's what I was obsessed with. And it's it's cool that you mentioned that because there's not many shows that highlight the kind of stuff that engineers do and celebrate that. Like there's math, there's prototyping, there's science, there's uh, a bunch of equations, um, there's warp theory, there's uh, lots of different stuff happening and they're the ones who save the day. The engineers are the ones who are celebrated in the show. Also, uh, Laura and I have been playing Bridge Crew. Well, we played Bridge Crew uh, um, once, I guess, so far. Really. Yes, but it was it was a long session of Bridge Crew. We tried a couple missions. We need to do that again. But like nothing happens without the engineer. <laughs> I'm just right? saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was um. That was an experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's not blow up a ship next time. Well, <laughs> not blow up our own ship. <laughs> no promises. Were Were you all playing? Were you playing the JJ verse, the Kelvin timeline, or the? So, um... Oh, so so when you and I played the game at the Star Trek convention for the 50th anniversary, um, the original version of the game only had the Kelvin timeline. Yeah, and now it has original series and next generation and next gen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were playing and, next whoa. generation, which I did the tutorial. On the original series, so the the screens are different, and I was yeah, like, yeah. "Where is <laughs> anything?" And the, the TNG screens are the best looking. They're like neon yeah. colored and like oh, those yeah. like wavy bars and stuff. It mm-hmm. is it is uh, it's a very cool experience. Oh my god, it's very cool. I'm so yeah. jealous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very fun. So Josue's geek therapy for Star Trek is just engineering. Um, Lauren, Laura, what about what about you? My, both? my answer was more elaborate than that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> slightly more meaningful. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can pull off of what I said earlier about Dax and Kira. I made this revelation not that long ago. I think a couple years ago, but those shows were on. Well, specifically, Deep Space Nine was on around a time where I was just figuring out that I was queer. And so seeing strong women with short hair Mm. who can Mm -hmm. act like guys. And there was the first same-sex kiss on that show on Star Trek. Um, That was really big for me. And I didn't, like, at the time it wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm gay. But it was very, (laughs) like, it, it, it went into my brain and simmered for a while. And I think that had a huge influence in why I was always drawn to those characters. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Star Trek made me gay, everybody. <laughs> Finally, the truth is out. <laughs> Can we name the episode Star Trek Made Me Gay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about, um, there's something about Deep Space Nine Voyager, Lara, for me too, um, seeing the, the most amazing characters on those shows, I think, were all the women. And, Seeing powerful women on those shows, I think it's had a huge impact on me. Um, I, I, I I can't quite put it into words, but um, like I've never sort of seen Captain Janeway, especially um, mm-hmm. in a position of leadership. It's just like it never was a question in my mind that women could be leaders. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know, like I 
sometimes you you hear about that like oh the female ceo and stuff like that isn't this a big deal and i'm like well yeah i mean of course like what else would you expect it's just like it has felt like the default uh, because of the reasons why I think Josue, you were saying how Voyager was your first Star Trek show as a fan from the get go, you were following it. So for me, when I started watching Voyager, I think it was in sixth grade, it never was a big deal that the captain was a woman because that just kind of made sense. That was just like the default for me. Um, my captains were a bald man, a black man, and a woman. That is just like <laughs> kind of made sense. They're the most powerful, amazing people uh, in the universe. So I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned bald man, yeah. bald men, because they don't get enough recognition. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. Fun, fact, fun fact. Fun um, fact. The actor who plays uh, Benjamin Cisco, um, Avery Avery Brooks. Brooks. He uh, he usually has a shaved head, and when they hired him for the role of Captain Cisco, um, they're like, "Um, can you grow out your hair, please?" And he's like, "Why?" And they said, "Well, we already had a bald captain, oh. so I don't think I think people would get a little confused if uh, <laughs> if you're bald too." And he's like, "You seriously think people are gonna get me confused with?" Uh, Patrick Stewart. So, um, <laughs> he, he had but, the to be, but the best Cisco is the bald goatee Ex- Cisco. Exactly. The moment he could push them, he shaved off his head for the show. Uh, true story. I'd never watched uh, Deep Space Nine, but I went to Dragon Con. I saw Avery Bricks tell that story and <laughs> it made me fall in love with him. And then I started watching Deep Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you Another, finished it yet? Husband? Oh, did you finish no, it? No, no, I haven't. Oh, I, I go like every now and Watch then. I'm like, it. like Watch every it. T- every time I finish a season of something or a show, I'm like, oh yeah, I still have Deep Space Nine, and then I'll go and I'll watch mm-hmm. I'll watch a couple episodes, and then I'll I like I keep jumping back and forth. I think what I love most about Deep Space Nine is that there's characters that do things they're quote unquote not supposed to do. Yes. Like they're my favorites. Yes. Like what is it? Rom wants to be. An engineer, yeah. and he's not supposed to be. Nog yeah. wants to be in Starfleet. He's not supposed to be. Yeah, there's a whole lot of like pushing boundaries and and doing the unheard of. Cisco and Faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he be- definitely. You know, becoming this sort of religious leader of people, and and Odo becoming like solid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and and Star Trek and money. And Star Trek and religion. Um, it was Star Trek pushing back against what it's not supposed to be, um, mm-hmm. which was really cool to see it do all of those things. What is the son's name? I forgot. Uh, no. Oh, the, oh, Jake. Jake. Right. Ali, do you remember that time when um, uh, yeah. Jake came up to me and I was like, where'd you get that lanyard? <laughs> and I was like, uh, oh. I bought it at the thing. And he was like, do they, did they, it was a, it was a original series lanyard. He was like, do they have one for G Space Nine? And I was like, no, no, they only have original series. And that's my story of my conversation with uh, Jake Sisko. Thank and you. he was like, oh, okay. He's very disappointed. Away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you broke his heart, Josue. I did. Not on purpose. That was a magical day that we that we had. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lauren, do you have a geek therapy moment from uh, Star Trek? Um, you know, I can't. I couldn't really think of like a, a good specific one, but sort of a, a vague but also recent answer to that is watching the short treks this past 
a week or so, I really, really like how it handles the idea of dealing with fear. Hmm. And and it really stuck with me lately because um, I'm, I'm in the process of finishing up the coursework for my PhD, and then I'll be moving into the dissertation stuff, and there's uh, all this fear of the unknown and what am I going to do and what am I going to do after I graduate and how am I ever going to actually utilize this stuff to make me money <laughs> so that I can eat and have a place to live and 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 this this big unknown that that big heavy thick fear mm. of of I don't know what's going to happen and I can't plan for it so I just have to kind of go for it and seeing that reflected back to me in in the short trek with Saru where he literally is like I have to abandon my whole planet but I can't stay here anymore because I just I have to go I have to, I have to go into the unknown and and um the episode with oh god what's her name I'm just calling her Killy in my head but that's Killy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Cadet Killy Cadet Killy uh, <laughs> Tilly 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 yeah. and and her with the commander program and being uncertain if she's actually good enough to be a commander but then just like putting that fear aside and focusing on trying to help somebody else and, and realizing that that's that is a strength and that is something that you can use to combat the fear is like that was really empowering to me and um while it didn't totally ease my own personal fears did help me feel a little bit more capable of dealing with them Lauren, that is recent, but it's not vague. That is super specific. <laughs> okay. I, I love yeah. that. <laughs> I love that. Especially the the Saru episode. That episode is all about hope versus fear and hope for what might be and um, not caving into the fears of what everyone has already told you and what everyone else is doing. Just because everyone else is afraid of this thing doesn't mean you have to be. Um, that is, it's so cool on many levels. And it's, you know, just like a 10, 15 minute episode. But there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of beauty in that episode. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of geek therapy in that episode. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, I have one uh, that is uh, very specific um, and is probably, I would say, one of the most impactful media that I have ever watched. So this is um, Star Trek The Next Generation. There's an episode called Tapestry. And in this episode, long story short, Captain Picard gets to go back in time and correct a mistake that he made in his life. It's something he's always regretted. And he got into a fight with this Nausicaan, ha ha, silly human, play Damjot. And then um, the Nausicaan like stabs him in the back and he, uh, he loses his heart and he needs this artificial heart transplant and... Um, yeah, it causes problems later. But anyways, Picard's always regretted this and he's always felt bad about this. And he goes back in time. He corrects that mistake and then he's brought back to the present. But he's not captain anymore. He's like this blue shirt ensign lieutenant who just delivers pads across the ship. He doesn't have any responsibility and he learns that um, because he never had this brush with death, this Picard never learned the importance of life and 
taking risk and exploring the unknown. This Picard never did those those things. This Picard always played it safe. So I saw this episode as a kid, and I've always come back to it whenever I make a mistake or ever whenever I feel like I've had a setback, and I think about what can I learn from this experience? How can I grow from this experience? How can I um, become something more just like Picard did in that episode? Um, I think what Picard went through in that episode, I now understand it as post-traumatic growth. And um, I can't tell you all how many times when I've been down and low, I've thought about that episode and I've thought, okay, if I can just grow from this, I can, can become better and stronger and do more. Um, that episode is probably one of the, it's the most geek therapist episodes of all of geek therapy for me. <laughs> it's a lot of geek therapy. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, whoever made that episode, may the uh, fortune always be in their favor i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so i would love to hear from our listeners about um star trek and what what it all means to to you all your favorite moments why do you think star trek is so different how star trek's impacted your life and um i have to thank you all for um given me so much time to explore this topic with you all this is something that I obviously could spend hours and hours and hours and hours talking about, but um, you could spend a lifetime, Ali. I just be, I, just be real. I will spend a lifetime. Laura, <laughs> talking about. Yay! <laughs> at the very, at the very least, there have been multiple hours, and I'll put them in the show notes because <laughs> we've recorded many of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to hear us talk more about Star Trek. F- find that one Josue where I told him about my family and Star Trek. No, I, no I, I actually, when she started mentioning that, I was like, oh yeah, I remember talking about that. But I'm not, I, I didn't remember if it was on air or not. Um, yeah, but I totally yeah. We have a lot that. of, we have a lot of conversations off the air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I was just messing with you. Um, <laughs> giving you a hard time on your last day. Speaking of which, let's take a quick break and then we will say goodbye to Ali. Wow! Talk about uh, what's coming up in the next season and then wrap up season three yes it's true after more than 50 episodes with us this is ali's last episode but you can catch more of him on his youtube channel the psych show at youtube.com slash the psych show the banner on the channel says weekly adventures in psychology and that is a lie it is an aspirational banner (laughs) because although he doesn't post every week He does have over 90 videos and counting in which he covers mental health and psychology. So if you want to see more of Ali, make sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel, The Psych Show, which you can find at youtube.com slash The Psych Show. Remember to tell him in a comment that you discovered him on GT Radio. So we're back. And Ali, I wanted to take a moment to to say goodbye to, to you. At least um, on, on my behalf, I wanted to recognize your contributions to the show. Like this is episode 172. Oh you came gosh. in around episode 117. 17. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and you haven't been on every episode, but you've been on many of them. And in the ones you haven't been on, again, you've made a contribution. For example, uh, before we even started, you talked to me about doing segments. And I was like, yeah, like, let's, let's do segments. I don't know. We've never done, some, <laughs> we've never really done segments before. And on the first episode, you said you wanted to do something that wrapped up each episode with some sort of positivity. And that became the geek therapy segment. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we do that every episode. And I, I think, I think it was a, a perfect fit for, for the tone that we're trying to set as not only as a show, but as a community. So not only have you, have you left an impact in, in that way, again, things will change a little bit in the upcoming season. And, you know, as new people come in, new ideas come in, we'll, we'll move things around. But I wanted to have some way of maybe commemorating or memorializing <laughs> you on the show. So, so the idea that I have is that we keep one and only one of your jingles. Oh. And use it in perpetuity. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I am so excited. <laughs> so so I believe I believe uh, like my choice is community catch up because I think that is the most uh, melodic but also the one that we'll probably do every episode. It's a good so, it's a good one. And I will forever hear catch up. Yes. <laughs> yes. So so I wanted to give you an opportunity now oh, to no. Oh my gosh, to, I'm so stressed. Yeah, to uh you can do one, two, three takes and then uh we will I will cut that and I will include it from now on when we do that segment. Oh my gosh, this is so much stress. Okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I am I am honored. I am Do honored and, and and privileged and um, petrified. Um, here we go. Me 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 me. Community catch up. That's one. Here comes take two. Community catch up. Here comes take three. Community catch up. So you've never done it like this before. You've no. never done it. Like, uh, <laughs> no, it's always been yeah. community catch up. Okay, okay. Yeah. I should do one like it's usually been. Yeah. Community catch up. <laughs> <laughs> do do a couple more. That's uh, well, not well, how <laughs> I usually say. See, I can't. I can't no. do it now. How I usually do it. All right, okay. let me let me let me set it up for you. Kind of right. like we usually do. It's All right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I need this. Blah, 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 blah. It'll be natural. It'll yeah. be natural. Yeah, yeah. Blah 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 blah. But first, community catch up. Community catch up. That still wasn't. That was not how you usually no, do I it. No, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm too stressed. I'm too emotional. I'm too emotional. You have one from the beginning of the episode. I have too. like fifty that I can choose yeah. from. I don't <laughs> know if any of these are gonna work. They kept getting like more sultry and like higher pitched. Hey, and, like, welcome no, to community catch up. No, it was more like, <laughs> hey, can you do a supercut of all his community catch ups? <laughs> so, so this is like a behind the scenes thing, right? But I've done supercuts in the past of Ali noises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of, mm-hmm. of, uh, That's of, my of real stuff, contribution yeah. to the podcast. Are all my noises? Mm. <laughs> all my mm, oh mm. ah hmm. Oh, mm. yeah. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> your noises are the your noises are the reason why this podcast is explicit. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, well, I I've um I gotta tell you all that um I remember I remember our first episode so um so much we we talked about um what the show was going to be and Josue the the whole idea of celebrating media and um meeting lauren on the show and laura getting to reconnect with you um i have such fond memories from this entire year of just celebrating and that's what i always look forward to when we record this show it's almost always on Fridays that we record. And it was um, a chance for me to get together with three friends and just celebrate something. And sometimes that was hard to do 
because I wanted to nitpick and criticize stuff because that's some t- something I do, which if Josue ever releases his Batman v Superman Cole and Dawn of Justice, uh, the world does episode. not need that poison. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was, that was me expressing a lot of negativity. And so sometimes it was hard, but I so looked forward to just celebrating, um, geek culture with you all and celebrating pop culture and talking about the things that we love and learning from, from you all. Um, I've learned so much from um, each and every one of you, and that is what I'm going to miss so much. That's why this was such a hard decision for me, because I I so look forward to it, um, and at the same time, it was becoming harder and harder for me to do this right, and to me to for me to put in the time that I wanted to to make this to make this right, and to really show up and be there for you all. So um, I'm going to miss I'm going to miss the show a lot, um, but. Now what's going to happen is now I'm going to be one of those listeners and I'm going to have opinions, y'all, and I'm going to tweet at you and I'm going to use the question queue and I'm going to be on the Discord and I'm going to be on the Facebook group. I'm going to be like, why didn't you bring up this opinion, huh? So I'm going to be that guy. Um, so um, you better you better be careful because I'm going to submit to the question queue. Woo! Ali, if you forget how to spell it, just let me know. Just text me and I'll send you the link. <laughs> I'll have to listen to the episode. I, I think it's something like QQ, like a like you're standing in a queue. I don't know. It's something like that, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll explain it later. <laughs> so that's all I had to say as far as like, that's what I wanted to say here about, you know, your contribution to the show. You're my friend. We text all the time. Uh, we used to be neighbors. We used to hang out. Uh, and of course, we, we will continue to be friends. So I have, I have nothing else to say. Lara or Lauren, do you uh, have any parting words uh, for, for Ali? Ali, it has been great. Like you said, every week, like we usually record on Fridays and it's the end of the week wrap up and it's great to catch up with you guys and and great to see how our weeks have been and what, what we've been doing with the geek therapy and you've brought a lot to this show before it was me. Me and Hostway, we can have a conversation and it's great, but... um. You brought in a little spice and, and pushed us away more than I do because we're the same person. I, I've really enjoyed getting to know you even more because we, we knew each other before, but not very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really going to miss you oh. and hanging out with you each week. Oh. So we're definitely going to, I'm going to look forward to those tweets and those those questions and those opinions. Laura, one of my favorite episodes is when you and I teamed up against Husway. <laughs> do you remember that? It was like recent. I do. I do. <laughs> I was so happy. I do. I was so happy. <laughs> it's always yeah. fun to um to uh, push Josue, and as Josue will attest, um, he pushes me right back. And those are some Definitely. of my favorite favorite moments because we all can have those conversations. We can mm-hmm. we can talk about all that stuff. I'm gonna miss that. Yeah. Some of the best friends are the friends that push us in the right way. Uh, totally. Um, not in a not in a yuck my yum kind of way, but a really oh, <laughs> kind of way. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna miss saying yuck my yum. Don't yuck my say yum. It, say it every day. I will. I will every day. <laughs> every day. Uh okay. Um, I don't. Uh, mm, uh I try not to. Lauren's <laughs> gonna cry. Yes, shut up. <laughs> oh, you're not crying. I'm, you're not crying. <laughs> We're crying. You're crying. <laughs> I. Uh, 
When when we started this year, I was so excited and incredibly nervous because I was already um, a big fan of yours, Ali, and I have shifted from fan to friend. I mean, I still like your stuff, I guess, but (laughs) 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 more. I'm very, very grateful that we've had this opportunity to, to get to know each other. And I appreciate I really, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you. And um, I am going to miss getting to emphatically tell you to watch things that you're like, I don't know. And then you do watch and you're like, you were right. I love it. And uh, that that fuels me. So I'll probably still be sending you recommendations. But yes. But yeah, uh, we'll definitely miss you here. We love you lots. Oh, I love I love you all. Um, You know, when we started this show, it's so hard to believe, but I had not seen Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, I, I think that's something uh, that's so to me captures um, my experience on GT Radio because Steven Universe is a show about celebrating diversity of of fandom and of music and of ideas and community and caring for each other, uh, no matter what your background is. That's what that show means to me. And I think that's what this show means to me. And that's what this community means. So, um, I have grown and learned so much from you all. And every time I think of cookie cat, (laughs) I will be thinking of you guys. Um, and what is Cookie Cat? Oh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ugh, so I, you know, you always know how to push my buttons. Um, so thank you all. Thank you all for, for the year of learning and growing and celebrating and watching and uh, playing. It's been a blast. Well, I wanted to make sure we had uh, time here to to say these things because the moment this episode is done i'm kicking you off the slack <laughs> oh <laughs> we still have we still we, have the bonus episode we still have a bonus episode oh, to record we'll, it's okay we'll figure it out <laughs> <laughs> you don't work here anymore you can Ali. keep him on slack and just only allow him in the general security right. is waiting for you to escort you out <laughs> you all are gonna miss my gifts so much and my weird emojis <laughs> Your bitmojis? My bitmojis, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. All right, and so and so again, like we said, we you are going to uh do the bonus episode um with us next week. So we will all watch Scott Pilgrim uh together. Um but uh before we wrap up, uh just a f- few quick uh comments on the next season. We will not be taking a, a very long break. Uh you know, early January we'll be back and we'll move things around a little bit. We will have uh someone maybe replacing Ali on the show. Uh, we're still negotiating the details. Uh, his people and our people are, you know, uh, working out the deals on the contract. I want a deal in a contract. Uh, you're not up <laughs> for renegotiation yet. And... Oh. Hey, Laura, you want to start a union? <laughs> Let's do it, Laura. <laughs> Ah, it's okay. It's okay. You can. I, I I fully support that. Yeah, you have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, so let's make um, a T-shirt. 
Um, one of the goals for, for this show uh, for next year is to more accurately represent the geek therapy community. So I'm going to do a sort of a, a rebrand of the show. It's going to be GT Radio, but it's going to be GT Radio, the Geek Therapy Community Podcast. And I think that um, the new people that we're going to bring on and the changes that we're going to make to the show moving forward are going to be very they're going to be much more reflective of the community than I think we've been this year. And, and that's kind of the, the direction I'm trying to, to move toward. So that's going to be very, very exciting. So that's just like teases of, of what we're, we're going to do in the future. And again, we're, we'll probably be out for a couple of weeks, but we'll be back with season four. And so to wrap up, remember that you can always find information about Geek Therapy at geektherapy.com. Remember, the new network site is network.geektherapy.com. During the holidays, our Twitch team will be streaming a lot. And uh, so if you want more interaction with the Geek Therapy community, uh, some more like live content or different content, there, there's that. As always, check out the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Geek Therapy. And our Discord is, is kind of my favorite place. Don't tell the people in the Facebook group, but uh, I like it a lot. It's, uh, you can find that at geektherapy.com slash Discord. And finally, you can always, always reach us on Twitter. We are at Geek Therapy. I am at Josue Cardona. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Lara is at Geek Therapist. And you can always find Ali at, at Ali Matu. Thank you, everybody, for, for joining us this year. Geek out and do good. And Ali, may you live long and prosper. Peace and long life, my friends. You just listened to the final episode of Season 3 of GT Radio. For more Geek Therapy, visit geektherapy.com. And to support this show and all of the Geek Therapy Network, you can become a member on Patreon at patreon.com slash geektherapy.